IBA Talk, the Insurance Business America podcast. As remote work quickly becomes the new normal for many industries in response to the coronavirus pandemic, your clients may be challenged to understand how their workers' compensation needs are evolving. In this episode of IBA Talk, we're joined by Matt Zender of Amtrust as he discusses the evolving remote work environment, risks employees working remotely face in this new normal, and how businesses can make remote work environments safer. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Insurance Business America's Workers' Compensation podcast series. I'm Alicia Gradkowska, Senior News Editor, and in today's episode, I'm very lucky to be joined by Matt Sender, Amtrust Financial Services Senior Vice President of Workers' Compensation Strategy. Matt, thank you very much for joining us today. Thanks, Alicia. It's my pleasure to be here. So today, Matt, will be discussing how the remote working environment has changed in light of the coronavirus outbreak and the risks facing employers and their staff in the course of working from home. He'll also address how businesses can make these home office environments safer for their employees. So to start off with, Matt, I want to ask you, how has the work from home environment changed as a result of the coronavirus pandemic, and how is it likely to evolve over the long term, even as businesses reopen? So the... The biggest change that we've seen is just the sheer volume of workers who are now working from home. Obviously, work from home environments have have existed, uh, you know, for for decades now. Um, the 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 necessity that's been realized through the, you know just the, the 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 fact that offices are being closed are causing employers to really have to to rethink, you know, how and and can they have these uh, their their employees working for them, um, and and if so, can they allow that to happen from home? I, I think you know the the phrase "necessity is the mother of invention" is pretty appropriate. Um, you know, I, I'm fairly certain that a number of employers would not have thought that they could exist or should exist with the number of employees working from home um, if as they were like say entering the year. Um, and then as the year and the, the pandemic grew, um, you know, I think employers have been, for the most part, pleasantly surprised uh, by how they've been able to transition to, to having some of their, their employees working from home. And, and, and in many cases, um, you know, those employees, they, they would not have thought that they could have uh, worked from home before. Um, you know, technology plays a big part of that. Uh, obviously, if this had happened 15 or 20 years ago, I, I don't think you'd be talking about a, as general a seamless transition as we've seen. Um, but you know, the the ability to support those workers, you know, from home with technology that we have today has has made a big difference. So, in terms of how it's going to evolve over the long term, even as businesses reopen. I really do think there's there's a, a bit of a, a new normal that we're going to find. I think we're going to um, we're going to see employers allowing employees to work from home or even encouraging it. Uh, I, I think historically there had been a bit of a, a stigma associated with it um, that it was only to be used in peculiar circumstances due to maybe familial needs or something like that. Um, and and there was a concern that that the productivity would drop. I think there was a concern that that you 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 know there might be a little bit of a distraction going on. Um, and I, I I think 
for the most part, what we're hearing is is that that's simply not the case. Uh, productivity has been has been uh, much stronger than people could have expected um, for those employees that are able to to work from home. And and so I think that as businesses reopen, you're going to find a chunk of those employees, a bigger chunk than anybody could have anticipated, that are going to be staying working from home, even as the businesses reopen. That's not everybody, of course. There are certain positions that that require physical contact, and there's certain value in having um, you know work uh, you know environments you know together, people together. But um, I, I think it, it's we're, we're definitely expecting that this phenomenon will continue into the future. So with this being the new normal, what risks do employees face when they work from home? Many of the risks that they face um, have historically been there, but they're they're compounded by the fact that this was thrust upon so many workers as, as quickly as it was. And, you know, so, for example, uh, for me personally, um, you know, we were advised on a Wednesday that on Thursday we'd all be working from home. Um, and so I hadn't perhaps, you know, personally taken the, the time um, to, to make sure that my workspace was was as it needed to be. I mean, as a, as a company, as a firm, we had made sure that we had the right bandwidth, et cetera. But we, um, you know, there's a lot that was vested upon me as an individual to make sure that I had my workspace set up. So the first thing that we see with people working from home is just ergonomically unfriendly work areas. Um, and we, we also see just awkward workspaces. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty common for someone working from home to, to have to create some workspace. Um, many, many folks don't just have a, a, an office or a den that they can just hole up in. Um, so they may be sharing that workspace with their, uh, you know, say their 12 year old uh, daughter's science project. Um, so, you know, those are, those are definite risks. Um, you know, the other risk that, that we see is, is a lot of folks as they transition to working from home, find themselves working at, uh, you know, odd hours. Um, and they may be working longer hours, maybe working later or earlier. And, and um, you know, so there, there can be things that, that happen where you, you know, either due to exhaustion or due to, you know, stepping on your three-year-old's toy that they left out because you had to get on a conference call at 5.30 a.m. Um, you know, those, those risks are not risks that you would typically see in an office space, right? So, you know, we also, so we encourage uh, the, you know, our, our policyholders, um, you know, to make sure that they have a plan. Um, you know, we, we want them to, to be, you know, thinking about, you know, the technology that they're using, making sure that, that you've, that you've armed those employees with, with all the tools that they would need, um, you know, make sure that they have a, a secure connection, uh, Wi-Fi and VPN, et cetera. Um, you know, the, it's not really a workers' compensation risk, but certainly cybersecurity is 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 an absolute risk with working from home, and you want to make sure you're protecting yourselves from that. Um, you know, making sure that they have a, a, a communications program in place, um, you know, so that you can stay in touch with your employees. Uh, you know, I, I talked about before some of the technology that's available to them. Use that technology. It allows for for connections with those employees uh, because some folks can feel isolated and 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 lonely and 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 that can lead to um, um, to some other risks. 
Um, you want to make sure you've got clear expectations in your work from home policy so that um, um, your employees know what you're expecting of them and they know what they can expect of you. Uh, so they want to know what does that mean for overtime? Or what, it, what it, How are you describing a dedicated workspace? Um, you know, what should they do to report uh, something that's happened to them, either damage to their equipment or damage to themselves? Um, you know, these are all important things to make sure that you're outlining for those employees. Um, you should test the program, make sure that, uh, that, that you're evaluating its effectiveness and, and making sure that, that they're not facing any like speed issues because that can be very frustrating to them. Um, and, and lastly, I think it's really important um, as you're evaluating the risks that you're facing as a, as a business um, to remind yourself to trust your employees. Um, I, I think going back to, to some of my opening comments where uh, a lot of there was a stigma associated with this before, you know, focus on the productivity. Don't focus on whether you tried to call them at 915 and they didn't answer. That probably doesn't mean that they were goofing off. It might mean that um, they were doing something work-related work and they just couldn't answer the phone. It, it could mean a whole host of different things. And 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 if you don't, but if you if you're operating from a position of trust and you're focusing on the outcome that they're providing for you, the productivity that they're providing for you, it will create um, a real bridge between you and them that will um, that will allow you to to really have a positive experience with this. Mm -hmm. And are there any notable trends in terms of claims stemming from injuries that arise from work from home environments? There are. Uh, I mean, many of the claims that you would see involve repetitive motion. Uh, I mentioned the, the ergonomic aspects um, previously, and, 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 and I probably could have spent more time on that because it's very important. You know, the, you know the, the, the way that they're sitting at their desk in the office should be as ergonomically sound as the way that they're sitting at home, and it's oftentimes not. Um, so you know that that leads to you know lower back injuries. It, it, you know the, it can lead to carpal tunnel if if you're not having the keyboard set at the right height. Um, so you see some repetitive motion claims there. You also see some trends, obviously in in unwitnessed uh, claims, for example. Um, you know the you know all of these claims will be unwitnessed. So you're going to see an increase in 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 unwitnessed claims. Mm -hmm. Right. It, I mean, that's obviously a key thing that businesses might need to know about workers' compensation claims arising from work from home injuries. Is there anything else that businesses need to keep in mind when they allow their employees to work remotely? Well, we, you want to make sure that they know how to report a claim. You want to make sure that if if they report a claim, that it is um, the, the DNA of a claim starts like immediately. So going back to that trust issue, if it, I'm not saying that, that, that you should accept every single claim implicitly. And if somebody tells you something that just the mechanics of that injury make no sense, it's okay to, um, to have a discussion with your claims adjuster and explain some of the concerns that you have about that. But when you're communicating with your employee, um, you want to make sure that the DNA of the claim is 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 not eroding right from the onset. You don't want to have a discussion with them where you're saying things like, oh, really? 
yeah, boy, I bet that happened. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm citing an extreme example, of course, but but your employees will pick up on that, and you need to remember that you know they're feeling a little bit more remote, even despite how you're using technology to keep the fabric of your of your company um, connected. They're still feeling a little bit more remote than they were prior to this process starting. So you want to make sure that that they have the 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 understanding as to how to report the claim to you, and you want to make sure that when they report the claim to you, that you are treating it with the um, the right level. Uh, uh, you, you're, you're setting it on the right path, if you will. Mm-hmm. And if businesses do implement remote work policies over the long term, which it sounds like they might actually, how would workers' compensation insurance policies need to be amended, if at all, or even in terms of carriers being informed? What does that process look like? Yeah, that's a really good question, Alicia, and it's a very important one. And it's also one that's changing like almost as we speak. Um, you know, the, the carriers and the rating bureaus understand this trend, um, and most all states have taken uh, steps um, to account for this, um, and, and, and the employers should be aware of this. So I'll make this as brief an explanation as possible, but historically, say if you are an accountant and you're working in, um, you know, a manufacturing plant, unless you had separate four walls for your space, your job, even though it was clerical in function, your job would go to the higher rated payroll. Um, so you, you, you'd go to the manufacturing payroll because the, the, the assumption is that you could, um, you know, find yourself, if, if something happened, if there was an emergency, you'd have to go on the floor of the plant and you could then be involved in the risks at that manufacturing plant. So you, you get charged a higher rate for it. Obviously, now that, that so many people are going to work from home, the bureaus are allowing um, us to charge a lower rate to reflect the fact that the exposure is lower. Uh, so if you are an employer and you have sent some of your employees home, you should make sure you're keeping very good records. And when it comes time to do the premium audit, or you can endorse the policy now, frankly, um, you want to advise your agent to have them endorse the payroll or audit the payroll to reflect the clerical code or in the state of New, New York, rather, you'd use um, the telecommuting code. And that's going to be at a much lower rate and it will save them money. Um, so as long as you're able to, to keep clear records as to the period of time that they were working from home, and, and it doesn't have to be the entire uh, policy term, it could be, say, for six weeks. Um, it could be for six months. Uh, as long as you're keeping accurate records of that, make sure that you're charged the lower rate and, and it will save policyholders a, a fair amount of money. Mm-hmm. And for those businesses that can't continue remote work, how can they ensure that their employees are returning to their offices or wherever they work safely? Right. I mean, obviously there's certain functions that, that need to be in that physical space, um, you know, for a variety of reasons. And I think that the first thing that is that is paramount to to any employer right now is is to make sure that those employees, you know, understand you know why uh, you know why they that that role needs to be um, in the in the office uh, or in the in, in the physical space, um, and they also need to understand not only the why but the the what in terms of what are you doing to make sure that they're going to be safe. Um, 
you know, the, you know, are there any risks for spread of a pandemic? And if so, how are you taking care of that? Um, you know, what are what are you doing to to make sure that um, that they can continue to to work safely? Um, and, and I think you know, it, it just comes down to communication. And clearly, there are certain roles that that are you know cannot work from home. Um, and, and, and should not work from home and, and just communication will, will, will help take care of that. And as long as you're thinking about what, how they can do so safely, I think everything will work out fine. Great. Well, thanks so much for joining us today, Matt, and for your insight on this really important topic. Thanks, Alicia. My pleasure to chat. And thanks everyone for listening to the Insurance Business America podcast. Follow Insurance Business America on Twitter at InsuranceBizUS, B-I-Z-U-S, and on LinkedIn to get important insurance news and perspectives straight to your inbox. And keep an eye out for more episodes in this Workers' Comp series. Thank you for listening to this episode of IBA Talk. For more from Matt and the team at Amtrust, visit AmtrustFinancial.com. Follow us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for the latest episodes.